Heart of Grief is a program by Certified Grief Recovery Specialists Lori Penner and Brian McGee. Brian and Lori are not professional counselors. They do not offer therapy. If you are experiencing a crisis, please reach out to your local emergency or healthcare providers. What Lori and Brian offer in this podcast is an authentic, personal familiarity with the pain of loss and a straightforward approach to recovery that has proven transformative in the lives of thousands of grievers. As proud sponsors of the Grief Recovery Method programs, Martin Brothers Funeral Chapels in Lethbridge, Alberta are pleased to partner with Brian and Lori to bring you this podcast. We hope our listeners will discover genuine, practical help and encouragement. Welcome. In this episode, I will be talking about grief in separation and divorce. But first, I need to say, we're back. It's been a very long time since our last episode. Lori and I have both had some changes and endings in our lives that led to a needed break. But we're back. Well, I'm back. Sorry about that, but uh, one of the changes for Lori is a new job. And it's one that leaves her very little time for other things. While I genuinely congratulate her on her new position, I have to say I will miss her very much from her co-hosting chair. I do hope to continue including thoughts from Lori as she and I still work together and often discuss the topics that make it to the podcast. Whether you're here for the first time or you're a returning listener, you may want to listen to our episode zero from back in July of 2020. This explains a bit about who we are and what we want to do in this program. I'm still working through a decision on frequency of episodes, but to begin this relaunch, I'm aiming for a new one on the first of each month, beginning February 1, 2024. Now let's get to today's topic. Recently, I was asked to give a talk about grief at a seminar on separation and divorce. Seminar topics were to cover questions about finances, legal issues, and parenting things. I was, of course, going to speak about grief in separation and divorce. Unfortunately, the event had to be cancelled. But I feel the topic is very important, and I know it affects a lot of people, either directly or indirectly. So I decided to share my thoughts here. And by the way, I want to give a hats off to the Family Center in Lethbridge, Alberta, for planning that seminar. It's unfortunate it had to be canceled. The center has a long history of providing a broad range of services to families in southern Alberta. I've included a link to their website in our program notes. You may want to check out what they have to offer. Shortly after my separation, over 16 years ago now, I pulled into a mall parking lot on some errands. I noticed an elderly couple got out of their car across from me. They joined arm in arm and walked to a local store. Something happened to me there. If it had been something physical, it would have been throwing up. But it wasn't physical, it was emotional. It was an emotional throw up. Maybe we could call it a heart hurl. 
my head heard it as, Will I ever get to do that? My heart just ached. That was loss, and I was grieving. But I didn't have a clue what to do with it. Beyond that gut-level emotional reaction, I didn't know how to grieve. I thank God that I did eventually learn better, and I'd like to share some of what I've learned. Let's start with some basics. First, if you have or are currently going through a separation or divorce, I do not pretend to know how you're feeling. You may have connected with my little story. You may have had similar sorts of emotional explosions. I say similar because every situation is unique. No one else can know exactly how you feel. I know how I felt, and it was not good. I'm guessing the same is true for you. Second, you've probably already figured out that a separation or divorce is a loss. More accurately, it's a multitude of losses wrapped up together in one painful package. In addition to all the legal, financial, employment, parenting matters that are involved, it's vital that you take care of your heart. And by the way, all the people connected to the primary relationship are grieving as well. This includes children, extended family members, colleagues, and close friends. It's important that we gain some awareness of what others around us may be feeling and how we might relate to them with greater understanding. Next, grieving is not a disorder. Grieving is the natural human response to loss. It hurts, but it's not an illness. Because it is the result of a natural human experience, there are natural human responses available. It's just that most of us haven't learned how to use them. Now I'd like to give you a more functional definition of grief. Grief is the conflicting feelings resulting from the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. Just hearing that definition may have you connecting with a bunch of stuff in your own experience. But let's unpack it a little. Conflicting feelings. There were moments following my separation when I felt very relieved. There were some areas of tension that were no longer there. And there were contrasting moments when I felt completely devastated, like the parking lot incident that I mentioned earlier. And then endings. For example, companionship. Then dreams and expectations for the future. But perhaps more than anything, changes. Of course, there is a multitude of these financial, parenting, residence, other connected relationships, career perhaps, and even a sense of identity, and all related to familiar patterns of behavior. We are creatures of habit, and we are essentially hardwired for the familiar. People, places, activities, expectations. Loss of the familiar results in discomfort and fear decreased enjoyment of life. There are new demands on our time and energy to adjust to the changes. It's work, and it can be tiring and scary. This is loss, and it means you're grieving. Now, back to my story a bit. And not because my story is special, 
Just the opposite. I share it because I believe it describes what is pretty typical. Following my separation, I knew I was grieving. I knew grief was a natural thing. I knew about the changes and the endings. I understood about the disruption of the familiar. What I didn't know was how to grieve. You see, all that stuff I knew was being kept in my head. I had an intellectual understanding of what was happening to me. But grief is primarily a matter of our emotions. I hadn't moved my grief work from my head to my heart. I didn't know how to, and most people don't. You may be in a similar spot. You know about the endings and changes and the loss of the familiar. You may recognize all this as a grieving experience, but you don't know what to do about it. So what do we do when we don't know what to do? We do what we've learned, which is unfortunately uh, not very helpful when it comes to dealing with loss and grief. There were three things I did. First, I got going. There were things that had to be done, and those of you going through it will understand this, of course. Second, I got busy, and that's not the same. Getting going was out of simple necessity, things to do. But equally huge was my need to do something with the painful emotions. I had to direct that emotional energy somewhere. So I found ways of staying busy even when I didn't need to. The busyness didn't bring any resolution to my grief, but it did keep me distracted. And there's an enormous difference between distraction and resolution. Then there was one more thing I did. About eight months later, I got sick. I had been running on adrenaline and it ran out. The sickness part may not happen to you, I hope it doesn't. For me, it was a gift. It provided a certainty that what I was doing was not working and could not work. That led to a simple, sincere, and perhaps a little desperate prayer. God, help me. This is not working. I need something better. And then, next, what else but a Google search? a Google search that led me to a little book called The Grief Recovery Handbook, and then to a program, The Grief Recovery Method, through The Grief Recovery Institute. I found the better way I was looking for. I began to learn how to grieve and how to recover. I'm not overstating it to say that it was life-changing, and it helped me to address all sorts of additional unresolved grief issues from my past. So here's some things I'd like you to know. First, it's never too soon to begin healing your heart. There are things you can do even beginning now, and I want to come back to this in a few moments. Second, every loss deserves to be grieved. Some grief work can be quite difficult, but you are worth the effort. I like to say becoming the best you is the best thing you can do for you and for those around you. And the best you includes attending to your heart. Third, if we don't become complete with our past, it is virtually guaranteed to hang around and trip up our future. Good grief work will address unhelpful patterns that can create problems in new relationships. Fourth, 
time by itself does not heal. It's the correct actions we take within time that make the difference. Instead of just waiting, hoping, and staying busy, we can choose a new positive way forward. If you've experienced or are going through a separation or divorce, or are affected by one, my heart goes out to you. This is a difficult journey. You will know about the legal, financial, and personal matters that have to be attended to. My encouragement to you here is to take some time for your heart needs. For those of you listening for the first time, this is where our version of a call to action comes in. First, it's our something to think about. Think about your separation, or one that affects you, as a grief event. Think about the definition I explained earlier, the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. Whether you're a primary or secondary party in the separation or divorce, can you see grief written all over it? And if it's a grief event, does it not deserve to be grieved? Now, a podcast can't provide the detailed personal help you need, Our aim here is to help you recognize the nature of the problem and to encourage you to take some steps to help yourself. Something to do is our second challenge. So name some of the endings and changes involved for you. You might write them down. You may or may not feel surprised by your list. On the other hand, you may feel a little overwhelmed. Another something to do, then, would be to write down some of the feelings you have associated with those various losses. That may be a difficult exercise. These are beneficial and courageous steps, but of course, by themselves, they don't result in resolution of the losses or healing of the pain. That takes more. I encourage you to consider seeking some guided help. There are likely various sources of help in your community. The one we have found for ourselves and offered to others is the Grief Recovery Method Program. It explains how grief works and how we have typically learned to respond to it. Then it teaches things we need to let go of, unhelpful ideas, like I'll be fine as long as I stay busy, or I need to remain strong for the kids. It then teaches things we need to do in order to recover emotionally. These are proven steps to bringing completion to ended and changed relationships. Our outro and our program notes provide information on how you can learn more and then get in touch with us. In our next episode, I will be talking about why we have such a difficult time dealing with loss, loss of any kind. Basically, we grow up learning how to get and how to keep, but we learn very little about how to lose. I want to talk about why that is so. I hope you listen. Until then, please take care. As mentioned, we love to receive comments and questions from our listeners. We invite emails to feedback at theheartofgrief.com. If you'd like to send us paper mail, it can go to the Heart of Grief, care of 
610 4th Street South, Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, T1J4P3. And of course you can subscribe through your podcast service provider.